It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. And hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. This is Kathy and DeBrock. I am in the Love Talk studio with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkgater and the marvelous Marlene McMichael. And it is a beautiful day in Austin, Texas. Thank you so much for joining us for Love Talk here on KTXW 101.1 FM. And 11.20 a.m., the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. We have an incredible program for you today, friends. We are talking all about adventure, connection (laughs) with our kids, being a parent and stepping into your, your, your kiddos' lives and just walking with Jesus in our everyday. We've been in this incredible series series of Jesus in the everyday, and we want to talk today about walking with Jesus in the everyday, and there's no better place to walk with Jesus than on the Camino, Camino de Santiago, and we're <laughs> going to tell you exactly what that is with our beautiful um, Coach Carrie Brinkader, who recently did this, I think, 500-mile trek in Europe. She's going to share a little bit about it with us and everything that God did on this amazing journey with her daughter. Coach Carrie, it is great to see you. Marlene McMichael, I love being in studio with you every week. Ladies, welcome to Love Talk. Thank you, Kathy. Mm -hmm. Good to be here. Hey, Marlene. Hey. One correction, Kathy. It's been 100 degrees all week long. I know. It's not necessarily (laughs) beautiful. It's not that beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's smoking hot. (laughs) It's like you open the door to the outside and you... You you feel like you just walked into a sauna. A hair dryer. That's what <laughs> no, I. Yeah. No, it's, it's, too, it's, it's too muggy for that's that. That's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> the sunshine, right? Stepping into the S O N shine, a little mm-hmm. bit of sunshine to brighten up your day. Uh, I know it gets absolutely. hot in Texas, doesn't it? Yes, yes it does. Yes. And summer has arrived. <laughs> we're just saying. It's crazy summer to here. think we're halfway through June. I know. More than halfway, oh, don't say it. More than halfway oh. through June. We're 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 well, we're closer to Christmas now. Now that don't say that, Marlene, it's true. <laughs> I know, I know. I was at the dentist, and they made you know you make an appointment twice a year for your teeth cleaning, and they made it in December. And I thought, oh great, <laughs> because it's like it's it too goes. soon. It's too soon. And talk about soon, Kathy. You have oh, something extraordinary coming up in what a month and a half yeah i know i know that i was gonna say i was just praying with marlene earlier this week um she went over to the sanctuary the historic sanctuary where my oldest daughter is going to get married to an amazing young georgetown boy and uh marlene is just um putting together these incredible decor ideas in the historic sanctuary of Main Street mm-hmm. Baptist Church. My my oldest daughter's getting married August, in August 19th, and it's a little bit scary because we've been talking about the wedding this whole time in months, months, it's so many mm-hmm. months, it's so many months, and we are now talking about it in terms of weeks. Week. It is so many weeks, and it is mm-hmm. overwhelming. I can't believe it. I just think... Oh, Lord, please, if there's anything we're missing, if there's any holes that we don't know are there, please show those to us so that we can make sure that we have that covered. And I was talking just two weeks ago, and we were talking through the ceremony and everything that was going to happen and what song she wants to be played when she's walking into the sanctuary. And then we realized we had no one to play the piano or the organ like we had Mm. we talked about a song selection but we had no one to play the song Mm. and um anyway but you know the brilliant kathy duke she is just incredible incredible Mm -hmm. and so we're just looking forward to having her play the organ as Aaliyah walks down the aisle god is so good so awesome Mm. i'm so excited for the wedding, um, I, I'm so excited for Aaliyah and Jacob. It's a union of two amazing, godly uh, young people, as well as you, your, you and Eric and um, Jacob's parents. And just, I'm just so happy for you guys, Kathy. It's going to be amazing. Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be yes. good. Yes. Well, no, just no to enjoy every part of it. I yes. mean, all the moms I've talked to, they have said, look, do not let the details steal your joy. Just press into the details and enjoy planning them. Just enjoy every moment. 
And so I'm like, okay, that's good advice. That's what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to enjoy every moment and not not let any aspect of it kind of, you know, take away from that. So, I love yeah. that. I love that so mm-hmm. much because we can let details steal our joy. Well, I do need yeah. to say a big happy birthday to my husband. His birthday Aww. is tomorrow, and it's a big birthday. We turned 50 this year, and um, Ashley is 50 tomorrow, and then in 13 days, I turn 50. So, um, wow. yes, we – happy birthday, babe. I love happy you. Happy birthday. Yeah, so fun, so fun. So, um, yeah, we got that coming up, big big 5-0. Well, y'all, I just want to thank you ladies for allowing me time today to share my recent adventures. Um, I, I've just been so blessed to have an adventure with my girl um, over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, this series that we've been in, Finding Jesus in Our Everyday, really has, has spoken to me. Um, and I want to challenge all of us to find things in our everyday that bring us joy. I mean, it can be the littlest things, like when you walk into H-E-B and you smell the bread in the bakery. Like, that brings me so much joy, <laughs> right? Um, Marlene's shaking her head. Um, just the birds singing outside. Um, that cold Coca-Cola for lunch. Like, what? just tiny things I think we can take for granted. And... When we start to recognize just the littlest things around us that bring us even that tiniest bit of joy, our day just gets better. It just Mm -hmm. does. Um, You know, I'm about to be an empty nester, and I think that that is really smacking me in the face big time. And so when those shoes are left on the stairs day after day after day after day, when I've asked them to be taken upstairs, I'm going to miss that. I I actually (laughs) am, right? Because at least the shoes on the stairs means that somebody's home and using them. Yes. Right? And so I made a decision recently to intentionally slow down a little bit and say yes to something that I normally, that really my whole adult life I would have said no to. And that was a trip with my daughter to Spain. And this was all precipitated by her. And she allowed me to um, join her in the last part of her journey. And I'm going to talk about that um, here in just a minute. But I do want to get to our key verse for today, or verses for today, Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Wow. You know, um, Scripture just has a way of speaking to us right where we are, and I, I love these verses from Colossians so let me tell you a little bit about what we did. Back in February, Mackenzie called. My, my daughter is Mackenzie. She just finished up her first year of university um, at Lipscomb University in Nashville. And she's always been a bit of an adventurous spirit. She's always said she wanted to go to school outside of Texas. She has a travel bug. I mean, I think back in seventh or eighth grade, she bought a book on India and started learning the language. You know, like she's just, she's always had a travel bug. She's always wanted to just branch out. And we've never, blessed taken our children outside of the United States. <laughs> we've never traveled over the Atlantic Ocean. We've gone to Mexico. Does that count, Arlene? Mm, little A little bit. Un poquito. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she calls me in February and she says, Mom, I really want to do this thing called the Camino de Santiago. It's a pilgrimage. It's a journey. Um, it's a trek across Spain. Um, it's got religious aspects to it. It's rooted in religious history. Um, it's, it's called a pilgrimage for a reason. A lot of people do this to kind of, uh, discover who they are, to get closer to nature, to God, to figure out the next steps in their life because it's a walk. You, you walk across Spain. You put a backpack on your back, you take two sets of clothes, very minimal toiletries, and you walk. 
Um, and of course, when she's telling me this, I'm like, you want to do what? You wait, <laughs> babe, you're 19. What? Wait, hold on. And so she had to call several times and keep explaining things yes. to me. And she, uh, and so I, I said, okay, let me do some research. And so I started researching this Camino de Santiago and there's a lot of different ways to do it. There's a lot of different pathways that people take. Um, but the, the legend, the history is, um, is pretty rich. So let me just give you a, a little taste of what that is. And you can go to CaminoWays.com, uh, listening friends, and you can look this up. I'm not going to give you all the details. I'm just going to give you a little bit of, of an overview. The Camino de Santiago is also known as the Way of St. James. It's it's a pilgrimage that began um, with medieval origins, and it's seen as a pilg- as pilgrims journeying to the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela in Galicia, which is in the northwest of Spain. Okay, so the legend has it that the remains of the Apostle St. James, um, as in James in the Bible, friends, you know, <laughs> friend of Jesus, okay, um, that they are buried in the cathedral and um, that the remains were originally discovered by a shepherd in the ninth century. And there's a whole, you know, story of, of and some people would call it lore, right, around how these remains were discovered and how they were transported and all of that, okay? But the, it, it still remains that the city of Santiago is named after St. James. Santiago de Compostela literally means St. James of the Field of Stars. So James was the son of Zebedee and brother of John the Evangelist. And, you know, history says that um, these remains were found. And St. James is the namesake of the Camino de Santiago, which means, of course, the way of St. James. Now, which one of you guys says y'all had a friend um, with a son named Tiago, which means that James? That me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 when I was reading your notes on this program... And you said, oh, Santiago, that's St. James. And then I saw it. I was like, mm-hmm. Tiago. Oh, my goodness. Tiago means James. And yes. so their son's name is Tiago. And so apparently their son's name is James. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was me. That's awesome. You know, I, I know some of our listening friends are going to find this crazy. But because I've never traveled across the Atlantic Ocean, I've never seen buildings that were built in the 10th century, right? You know, America is young. And that was amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I have not been to Spain, but I've been to Italy multiple times. And um, uh, there's just nothing more beautiful than the craftsmanship and oh, the, um, the simplicity. Yes. Uh, that is present in these very old uh, cultures. There is one 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 thing I want to tell the listeners in mom speak. Uh, oh, okay. And that is her daughter wants to go, to go from the French Spanish border mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all the way across Spain, mm-hmm. 500 miles to where the Mediterranean and the Atlantic Ocean join. Now, it, understand. I would be panicked. <laughs> okay, not quite that far. Not quite that far to where the Mediterranean and the Atlantic join. It's not quite that far, but it's close. But it's close a enough. long ways. It's 500 miles 500, by herself. 500 miles. Well, and that's mm-hmm. without room reservations. That's not Correct. with a group of friends. Correct. That's not knowing where her next meal is going to come from. Correct. I mean, there. It's it's literally she just knows the start and the end and then God has to take care of everything in between. Yeah, that would terrify me a little bit. Correct. And I, I definitely want I, I think that's where we'll start when we come back from break. Because um that was terrifying to me and to my husband, obviously. Our daughter is six feet tall. She's stunningly gorgeous. She's brown, you know, dark hair and blue eyes. And she's just, she's stunning. She, but she's never traveled, right? And so we are kind of freaking out. And some things, some things that she said to us really 
kind of brought us back to reality and that we had to put our parent hats on. And I'll, I'll talk through those things as we begin our discussion here when we return to Love Talk. Friends, thank you so much for joining us, walking with Jesus in our everyday and what I learned while walking hundreds of miles with my daughter on the Camino de Santiago when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership, talking today about walking with Jesus in our everyday. And, Carrie, I just love the way that you introduced the first segment, talking about the Camino de Santiago, when your beautiful 19-year-old daughter, who's never been overseas before, uh, talks, approaches you and your husband, Ashley, and says, hey, Mom and Dad, I want to go on this walk uh, across Spain with no hotel reservations, not knowing where my next meal is coming from. I'm going to know the start point and the end point, and I just want to go on this walk. It's kind of a spiritual journey where you're spending time with the Lord, spending time out in nature and seeking your heart and his heart and Mm -hmm. your mind and his mind. And you and Ashley were freaking out a little bit, just like, you know, and Marlene and I concur, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking 500 miles. That's yeah. a long way. In a car, that's a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone on just your two appendages called feet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there was a lot of parent worry. And so our first question to Mackenzie was, okay, why do you want to do this, right? This was my question to her. Why do you want to do this? And she said, okay, mom, you know me. You know, I'm an extreme type A personality. I typically plan out every single facet and every single minute of my day and, frankly, of my life, right? I always have a plan. I'm always um, looking ahead to the next thing. I, I, you know, I go above and beyond in everything I do. I need to be able to take some time where I don't have a plan, where I'm completely out of my comfort zone, and I just live in the moment. Okay? So Ashley and I are like, okay, that's valid. We we understand this. This is probably a good thing for you. Um, I would have gone... Darn, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, right? <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like, just to be able to slow down, not live that frenetic pace that she lives at, trying to be the overachiever that she is. And she said, you know, Mom, this is a spiritual journey. This was a... um pilgrimage that has infrastructure where there are monasteries that set up along the way. Um, there, um, There's so much religiosity that's revolved around this that I want to experience that. I, I, I want to go. I want to just be by myself and meet people along the way and experience the journey. So, okay. All right. Well, we understand the reasons why. Now we're down to, okay, she's 19. She has her own money. She's done a great job of saving uh, pretty much everything she earned from working three years at Chick-fil-A. She's incredibly responsible. She sends us all these articles, all, you know, she's sending us all of these things. And so we're starting to put our parent hat on and go, okay, you know what? Really, the only thing we can do here is just kind of talk some talk some safety things to her, right? She's going to do this. Let's support her and let's talk about safety because, um, you know, uh, you got to be aware of your surroundings. So we talked with her about some safety things that we were concerned with. And Marlene, you had said to me, uh, proof of life, right? Every day. Every day. And so we said, you know, we'd just like to know that you're alive and well every day. Um, and she agreed to that. And um, so so we said yes. And, um, I mean, it's not like we were going to say no, but we, we said yes and, and talked her through the parent things. And then eventually, you know, I I said, it, we were just talking about, I was like, oh, I would love to do this. This sounds amazing. And I kind of invited myself in this, I guess, uh, as she <laughs> as she recounts it back to me, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I kind of did invite myself, but you were okay with it, right? And she's like, well, of course. <laughs> and so she was actually very thankful. I mean, she had already, already walked, um, she had been by herself for 15 days, and she had met a ton of people along the way, but she was ready for me to get there. And I met her on day 15 or 16 of her journey, and she had already walked over 300 miles, and 
I met her in Syria, Spain, and we walked the last little over 100 miles together. And that was five days of her and I in the midst of forest in um, little bitty villages, um, just in nature, just her and I. And it was funny to see people that she had met along the way, you know, as they passed us. They're like, oh, Mackenzie, hey, you know, and um, most were Europeans. We did meet some Americans that um, it was just amazing to see how she had embraced people along the way and they had embraced her and so yeah y'all she she did she didn't know where she was going to be eating next or staying next she did start to plan a little bit like if she knew she was going to need a room you know the next day or in the next two days she would kind of plan ahead because she knew how far she wanted to go she was literally walking in order to meet me And in order to get in as much time by herself, she was literally walking a marathon a day between 24 and 26 miles a day. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. With a 19-pound backpack on her back, right? She had on 19 pounds on her back? Oh, I didn't even realize that. I've seen the pictures. I had no idea that was 19 pounds. I will say I loved her Instagram posts. (laughs) They were incredible. I loved it. I know. She was really uh, thoughtful um, through the way. So, all right. What are some lessons that I learned? I don't think you can be do something of this magnitude and not learn something along the way, right? And so I've just come up with six things that were really kind of Jesus moments for me and the reflection to write this program I I just appreciate it, and I thank you all for allowing me to do this. The first thing I want to say is sometimes we just need to say yes, and we just need to go, and we just need to do, regardless of whether it seems crazy. Like, I'm so proud of her. her Just... You know, this this is a little, it's a little local. Like this is crazy. <laughs> um, and for years, for me, I said no to so many fun things. I, I can remember saying no to my husband when he'd say, "Babe, you're working your tail off. Like you need a break. Go away with me for two days. Go away with me for three days." Y'all, I would say, no, babe, I have this work to do. I can't, I can't. I, I no, like the kids. I always had something. And I would say no. Like friends would say, okay, we're going to go on this girl's trip, you know, two nights, blah, blah, blah. I, I said no. And as I look back on that, I wish I'd have said yes, obviously. But now I'm going to. I'm going to say yes. And I'm so glad that I just took this 10 days we literally got back 36 hours before Logan graduated from high school. <laughs> and um, I'm so thankful that I did that. And as I look at scripture, um, now I, I want to clarify, right? I, we can't say yes to things we can't afford, right? Yes. We can't say yes to, and shirk off responsibilities that we know we need to get done, right? And we don't have to say yes to this giant trip. Marlene, you you, you said something before we started program. You said say yes to the little things, too, right? Well, and to the fun things. The I fun mean, things, You know, God yeah. is always asking us and leading us in a direction, you know, whether it's, you know, to go witness to somebody or mm-hmm. to, to do one task or another that that's on his agenda and we have to say yes to his agenda yes but oftentimes part of his agenda is fun yes it's it's to embrace life and friendship perhaps but to embrace life in a different way because you see his glory in those little things. Mm-hmm. You see his glory in the fun things. Mm-hmm. And um, so th- that's really important that we acknowledge that. And uh, Because he speaks. Did he speak to you on this trip? A hundred percent. Okay. In you many know? ways. And that is more important than the to-dos at home. Absolutely. Okay. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And you, you, you put it so well. As I, as I looked at that, trying to bring everything back to Scripture, you know, I realized that there's so many times in Scripture that people had to say yes to the Lord, even when it seemed crazy. Right? Like Noah built an ark. 
He said yes, and he built an ark, and that is crazy. And, and people probably said he was crazy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, really? What are you doing that for? <laughs> Everyone around him probably said he had lost his mind, right? Um, Abraham said yes when God asked him to sacrifice his only son, right? Um, Kathy, when, when else do we see people saying yes in the Bible when it seemed crazy? Oh, my gosh. I mean, Moses said yes when God told him to go to Pharaoh and ask him to let the Israelites go. I mean, that's impossible. What's your plan? I have no plan. How are you going to feed them? I have no idea. How are you going to get where you're going? I I just don't know. But Uh let them go. I love that. I love it when God says, I'm going to show you a little part. Just say yes to the little part. Just follow me Mm -hmm. and just say yes to that. And another one, Rahab, who I love this woman who she could have completely discounted her life she was a prostitute but she said yes when it came to hiding god's people two spies the israelite spies she risked her own life and the life of her family because she could see that god was a powerful god and she wanted to protect um, those who served him. And so she said yes and completely turned her life around. Yeah. Well, and think about David. <laughs> I mean, he's, okay. he's this little guy, the most put yeah. down of all his brothers, mm-hmm. you know, so he's just out tending the sheep when his brothers are fighting against the giants. Mm-hmm. And he goes out and fights Goliath. You know, the mm-hmm. thing about saying yes when God is nudging you is he empowers you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. If you say yes, that means your faith is in God to do mm-hmm. it. And so he's empowering you. So if, if you feel like God's pushing you in a certain direction, say yes, and then watch what yeah. God does. You know, Marlene, I, I think agree. that's such a good point. When mm-hmm. you said if, if you believe that God is, is yes. pulling you or pushing you, because I think we have to be careful. Who are we yeah. saying yes to? Right. Because the world is asking us to say yes to an awful lot of things. But what is God asking us to say? yes to and scripture will always support the god yes right Mm -hmm. scripture will never support the world yes and it makes me think of daniel the world and the king were telling him to worship and bow down to idols Mm -hmm. and god was telling him no you say yes to me you say yes to me you bow down only to me and daniel gave god the yes not not his he daniel did not give the yes to the world and so it's it's what are we saying yes to? Who are we saying yes to? Well, and I, I think that's incredibly important. And we'll, we're going to talk a little bit more about that um, when we get to one of my other points about God being the center of our lives. Um, the second thing that I came to, and I've known this, but it was just so apparent on this journey. Um, grown kiddos are pretty stinking fun. And they're adventurous, and they're way cooler than me, right? I mean, um, I, and I know, Marlene, you've said that so many times about Kara. Like, she's so fun. She's so adventurous, and she's cool. She's so fun to hang out with. And, and Kathy, she, she loves to travel, and she's fearless. No, I'm, yes. I'm worried about the connections, and I'm worried about, you know, what do I bring and all this other stuff. And you know, she's, if you tell her go, she's packed and she's ready and she's out the door and she's got it figured out. And I love to travel with her because I don't have to worry about anything. I know. That was great <laughs> about traveling with Mackenzie, too. I didn't have to worry. Like, she just she just controlled it all. It was amazing. But I also came to realize that if you've raised a human, right, you probably will look back and realize that those babies were not the only ones maturing over the years, right? Every little milestone, rebellion, shared dream, broken heart, or brave adventure is a part of the fabric of your family story. And even though children will test us and push us and they might even reject us as parents, um, it's just like we are prone to behave toward God, right? I mean, we're we're prone to push him away and test him and 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 reject him at times. And so it kind of all came full circle that now that my kids are are grown and and leaving the nest, it shifts to praying for my adult kiddos, right? Mm-hmm. To um because they are so fun and they are so amazing and so how do I pray them through this next um, facet of their lives? And 
So I just, I, I thought, you know, I want to pray that my kiddos, my adult children will seek God first. Proverbs eight seventeen. Um, those who seek me will find me. Mm-hmm. And pray that my adult children will feel loved. They're not with us every day anymore, right? That they can't hear us say I love you every single day when they walk out the house. Um, that they will feel loved. And um, uh, Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. His power gives you victory. The Lord will take delight in you, and in his love he will give you new life. He will sing and be joyful over you. Um, Kathy, you have a daughter getting married. I know your prayers have probably changed a little bit as you've started to pray for Aaliyah and her new life as a spouse. It is. It's amazing that as our kids just grow up, how our prayers change for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then those as well that always some of the prayers stay the same, you yeah. know, that the Lord would, that each of our children would grow to love the Lord more, that would grow to know him more, that would step into continually the plans that he has for them. And I love that, that you say, you know, praying for our kids. It's such an incredible thing as we see them, whether they are flourishing or whether they are struggling, right. keeping them held up before the Lord. And I think it's it's like you get to hold this diamond up that God continues to polish. And the more he polishes it, you just appreciate it more and more in its vastness and in its beauty. You know, and I, I am, I, this is not to say that my kids won't struggle, um, that they won't have challenges. I mean, we all do. And I know that um, some of us are dealing with a, a prodigal child, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who's walked away from from their parent, from you, the parent, or from a faith that they grew up in, or they're just struggling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, praying for that child to, um, re- to to pray against the enemy's desire to have them. I, I just, I love the way that's put. Like, pray against the enemy's desire to have them. Romans 8, 38 and 39. Thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate my child. And put their name in there. Thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate Mackenzie from your love. That nothing can separate Logan from your love. And that they would feel that and that they would um, return. So, you know, I just, gosh, I... I've kind of dreaded this day, I guess, you know, my kids leaving the nest for a while. But now I just look at them both and I'm like, man, they're so ready. They're ready. And that's cool to me. That's 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 good. It means you've done your job. Well, I feel like I still have lots of work to do. Um, but no, that comes in the, when the grandkids. That, right, 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 right. For sure. For sure. So that was the second one that grown kiddos are fun. And just way cooler than me. And, um, all right, so number three, thing that I, I don't know, epiphany along the way, a God moment along the way, is that God's creation is really magnificent. And getting outside is therapeutic and has massive health benefits. So what I haven't shared is that, um, you know, Mackenzie, we planned this trip. I think we finally pressed buy the tickets sometime in either late February or early March. Well, I started thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be on my feet for, like, 10 hours a day. I need to get ready for this. Like, I, holy cow. Like, that, that's a big deal. Um, I mean, I consider myself fairly active, right? But this is the above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so my son and I embarked, my son and I, because Kenzie was still was in college, so my son and I embarked on a journey where um, we did this challenge called 75 Hard. And we committed to each other to work out twice a day, um, 45 minutes. Uh, one of those 45-minute periods had to be outside. We had to do something outside for 45 minutes. And when I say work out, I don't mean that we were out there sweating and running sprints. And we didn't necessarily work out together, but it was 45 minutes outside. That's non-negotiable. And then another 45-minute workout where we were lifting weights or doing something active, okay? Uh, even stretching, right, would, would, would count. We were drinking a gallon of water a day, and there were various other things that we were doing. Um, but 
I tell you what, being accountable to Logan in that process, <laughs> right, to get ready for this trip with Mackenzie was so awesome. And so I was outside um, every day for 45 minutes a day, rain or shine. Um, I had to, you know, schedule my day to where I could get outside for 45 minutes. And sometimes that meant that it was at 5 o'clock in the morning. And sometimes that meant that Logan and I were outside in the dark at 1030 at night trying to get in our 45 minutes, right? <laughs> and, um, but it was it's remarkable and there was a a study done in 2019 in scientific reports and this is a peer-reviewed scientific journal okay and it says that 120 minutes in nature per week y'all that's two hours a week can significantly boost health and well-being the study included data from over 19,000 participants, almost 20,000 participants, that spent 120 minutes in nature per week. So uh, you could do your two-hour chunk all at once or break it into smaller daily segments. That's 17 minutes a day outside, and it had massive health benefits. I can't tell you all how good I felt in that 75 days leading up to when I met McKinsey. I think I met McKinsey on day day 60 of my 75 deal. And I I felt better than I have in years. I slept better. I felt better. I I thought better. I, I mean, everything was better. Um, and it, so getting outside, y'all, and God's creation is magnificent. Kinsey and I saw things that... I don't know if you saw one of the posts, Kathy, but we literally almost got impaled by a cow one day. We were in this tiny little village. Did you see us, Marlene? No, but I ha- that instantly brought back memories of a, um, a buffalo that charged me one time. <laughs> but, oh, know, bless. Yeah. That's more scary than a cow because well, buffalo seem to know. move quicker. But we were just in this tiny little village, and all of a sudden, rounding the corner in this tiny village is a farmer driving his cows down the road. And these are brick streets, and there's nowhere to go. Like, we had to smash ourselves up against the fence. And anyhow, it, it was frightening and exciting all at the same time but um you know we were outside for eight to ten hours a day see your it's preparation for your next trip where you run with the bull no 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 no, gosh (laughs) right oh gosh um i don't know if i'll ever do that but um it was incredible i think you're right about being outside this was you know when eric and i we were going through this period when we were in australia where we just were not getting along and we would talk and it like we were speaking a different language. It literally felt like we were speaking a different language. Mm. And what made the difference for us is we decided no more talking inside because oh, it's wow. just not working. We will talk while we're walking. And so we would literally go and sometimes we would walk for 30 minutes and sometimes we would walk for two hours and 30 minutes. We would pick a subject that we knew we had to work through or a disagreement or an argument or whatever it was. And we would just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And there was something about being outside that all of a sudden it just got rid of the tension. It got rid of the friction. It just got rid of the stuff. And we were actually able to talk and start working through things. And so now we go for a 20 to 30 minute walk every evening and we just talk about you know the day the plans what's going on next week what's going on with the kids you know we i mean that's when kind of we have our connection and our talk and i think you know i've just encouraged alia and jacob that as they start to really build this foundation for their marriage go outside and talk and just go for walks together i think it Mm -hmm. makes a tremendous difference Wow, yeah, it does. And if you think just 17 minutes a day outside and um, something about God's creation, it's just, it truly is magical. And it was really amazing. Well, I just, I want to say this right before we go to break and then we'll come back and, and wrap up. But friends, people are still kind. People are still lovely. 
and everyone has a story. And along this journey, I met so many people from the airport. When I left, I was delayed in Austin. I actually missed my flight to Madrid. I had a connection in Dallas, and I missed my connection. And I thought, oh, my stars, Lord, I'm going to miss. I'm going to literally be a whole day late. And I... through a long series of events, I, I literally only met her. I, I left 20 hours late, and I only met Mackenzie six hours after I was supposed to meet her. That's wow. a God thing, and yeah. it, and people are still kind and lovely. And so if you've lost a little faith in humanity, don't, because people are still kind and lovely. Um, when we return to Love Talk, friends, we'll wrap this up about walking with Jesus and finding him in our every day with the love ladies right here on Love Talk when we refer when we return after these messages from our amazing sponsors. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin. It is great to be with you today talking about walking with Jesus in our everyday. And Coach Kerry Brinkater, you've been talking through with us about the Camino de Santiago and this amazing trip that your 19-year-old daughter went on, and you joined her for the last 100 miles. And we're going to really wrap up on that in just a moment. Friends, we wanted to share with you briefly an invitation to each and every one of our listeners who has been listening to Love Talk possibly the last 38 years, or maybe Mm. you're one of our newer listeners who's been listening the last few months or the last few years. Well, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, who began Love Talk uh, 38 years ago, she passed away recently, and we are having a memorial. And we just wanted to invite all of y'all to come and join us for that memorial. It is Saturday, July the 1st at 2 p.m. at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville, uh, in the beautiful state of Texas. And we're just looking forward to an incredible memorial with uh, individuals there whose lives that she has touched, countless lives. Carrie, Marlene, I don't know if former Governor Perry is going to be there, if Governor Abbott is going to be there. I know that there's been invitations going out. I'm just looking forward Mm -hmm. to to being there and sharing in the memories. And friends, we just want to make sure that you are invited. If you miss those details, go find us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio. We will be posting all of the details and the invitation there for you. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Carrie, I want to hear more about this. You Mm -hmm. learned so much walking Mm -hmm. with Jesus in your everyday on this incredible trip where you joined your daughter for Mm -hmm. the last hundred miles of this journey. Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. So Marlene, you mentioned that you wanted to hear more about people being kind and that everyone has a story. What, why, why, why do you want to hear more about that? Because um, I think we, want to, we need to flip that and say we must be kind. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that I, I really try and do, uh, we, have, we have two HEBs, which is our grocery store for those who aren't from Texas, um, in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. One that's ginormous, and that, I mean, that the ginormous one is not for the weak of heart. <laughs> I, I went through there yesterday, and that was probably the last time I'll go to that store. But the other one, it really is going to cater to the Sun City, the, the uh, older population. And some of those people are just doing good to walk down the aisle. I know. They're so and sweet. so I, I just say, smile. Yes. Help them Be if kind. you can. And ask them if there's something you can do for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but just smile and be kind. Well, um, I put this verse down for, for this point. Uh, Colossians 3.12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I saw this over and over again on this journey. I mean, as I mentioned, my flight was delayed from Austin to Dallas on just the very on the very first, you know, flight I'm trying to get from Austin to Dallas so I can fly from Dallas to Madrid. And um, people were so kind. I mean, we're stuck in the airport. It's late at night. And we're standing in this line to figure out how we're going to get to Dallas and how we're going to make our connections and 
the people in front of me and the people behind me were so gracious. I was like, guys, I, I've looked, um, I, I've looked to see if I can get to Dallas tonight. There might be a flight that's leaving in the next 10 minutes. Can I run down the gate? But can you guys save my spot in line? They're like, yes, yes. Okay. Give us your phone number real fast. So if, if anything happens, like you can let us know. And y'all, they were just so sweet. And I thought people are still kind. They didn't grumble and moan at me and say, no, we're not saving your spot. Like you, you move, you lose it. You know, they were just so sweet. And then just along the way, people were generous. People were kind. Um, Everyone has a story. I mean, everyone on this um, pilgrimage is there for a reason. And just listening to other people's stories as they would, as we'd meet up in the albergues at night. Albergues are hostels. We literally paid eight euro a night to stay in a bunk bed. Eight, y'all. Wow. Like eight dollars, okay, <laughs> to stay in a bunk bed. And I saw pictures. They were not private rooms. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> the first night. It was I, like a dormitory. It's a dormitory. It's like it's like summer camp. Yeah. The first night I stayed next to a man that I did not know when he's five feet away from me and I could literally touch his bed as I was. I mean, almost. Okay, not almost. But, yeah, I mean, people were so kind and respectful. And, um, I mean, I never one time did I feel unsafe. Um, and we met beautiful people along the way. And so I, I just, it just restored my faith in humanity. Um, something that, also really impacted me was I had to take a train from um, to, to meet McKenzie and I t- took a train and then a bus and I was on, as I was traveling through the countryside of Spain oh, it's just it's so stunningly beautiful everything's very green there and um, all of a sudden we I'd see a village in the distance and I call it a village because it's really not even a town like they're so small But it was so striking to me that the first thing I would see up on a hilltop, a mountaintop, the highest point of the land in that area was a church. And you could see the the church and then built around that church was the village. Wow. And isn't that the way God wants us to build our lives Hmm. with him at the center And then we build our relationships and our families around him at the center. And if if we're already a Christian, obviously, you know, we should be seeking God first. And if we're not a Christian and you're like, but wait a minute, I don't have that at the center of my life. You can start that today. Right. You can start by building that today. And. All of those villages were, were had the church in the middle, y'all. It was unbelievable. And it was this little village just built around um, God at the center. And so I'd ask you, you know, how are we building our lives? Is that a priority to us, to have God at the center of our lives? I love that. I mean, everyone is building their lives around something. And I cannot imagine how challenging it would be if we are the center of our lives. I can't imagine Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. trying to build Kathy's life and Kathy's family around Kathy. I mean, that is an unstable foundation. Let me tell you that. I I just, I mean, the, the reason that I have rock under my feet is because that Jesus Christ has put it there, that he is the sure foundation. He is the truth that I'm able to stand on. He is the unchanging God. And and I, I love it that as we are building our life around God, that he is the center we are building on him, in him, through him, all of a sudden we are building a strong and firm life that mm-hmm. I think others can count on. And um I love that, Carrie. Mm-hmm. I think that is just in, in a, a beautiful picture and metaphor. Well, I have to tell y'all about the, it's, it's the culmination of the journey, right? So McKinsey has walked, you know, over around 400 miles and you walk into the city of Santiago de Compostela and you walk into the city and it's a city, like it feels like a city. You have to kind of walk over the highway, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a bridge and pardon me. And then you have to walk through the town 
And then all of a sudden, you start to see the 10th century buildings. And there's a monastery. And I'm just in awe. I'm literally in awe. The streets change. They turn into, um, like, bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we walked under this bridge. And there's a man under the bridge playing the, bi- the bagpipes. And it's filling the whole space. And we walk under this bridge. And then as soon as you walk through the bridge, there's this massive plaza. It's massive. And there's buildings on every side. Okay. If you can imagine this square. And you turn the corner and there's the cathedral. The Cathedral of St. James. Mm -hmm. And y'all... It sucked the breath out of my body. I can't explain the feeling. It it was a God moment where he said, okay, Kenzie, you, you, here it is. Here's the journey. And inside that plaza, you see people hugging and kissing and, and you know, cheering and because they've walked hundreds of miles and this is the culmination of their journey and to see Mackenzie Mackenzie just laid down in the middle of the plaza you know and this cathedral was it started being built in the 10th and 11th century and then it was remodeled I use that word loosely in the 17th century right and it's just this unbelievable architecture but the overwhelming feeling of walking in that plaza is something that I I hope to never forget and it just brought the question to my mind I want to always be able to answer the question what is God doing in my life right now and I know there's been times in my life when I've been far away from him and I haven't been in the scripture and I haven't been reading and I have no idea what God is doing in my life But I always want to be able to answer that question. And the only way to answer that question is to be in the scripture so that you can recognize that all of the all of the blessings that are around us about God working in and through us. And so listening, friends, I would just, you know, ask you that question today. What is God doing in your life right now? And. There's so many ways to find that out. And friends, if you don't have a church home and you don't know what Christ is doing in your life right now and you feel far away from him, I would highly recommend, I would implore you to get involved in a church um, to find that answer today. Kathy Marlene, you have any parting words? I've dominated. Oh, I've loved it. Excellent, excellent, wonderful, (laughs) incredible journey. I want to go. I know you should. Amen. Right. Friends, we love you. Um, Here on Love Talk, you can find us on all the social medias. Um, You can find our podcast at Love Talk. We love you. For Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkgater. We'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.